0: What is going on everybody, it's back, FC, back in for another episode of FUT Live with Joey and Felix. Uh, today we have a few different topics, we're going to talk composure, we're going to talk about new qualifications for the actual qualifiers for pros, and then we, at the end we're going to do our prediction for FUT birthday, so without further ado, Joey, Felix, how you doing? How's weekend league?
1: Yo, what's up man, how you doing? Doing pretty well. Uh, still have a lot of weekend left. To, weekend league left to go, but I don't know if I'll be finishing my games this weekend. I've got like 20 games to go. Jesus, I would so to <laughs> <enjoy the stage. laughs> oh, you help. love that on a Sunday? <laughs> love
0: that on a Sunday? Nothing yeah. better on a Saint Patrick's Day Sunday. Imagine
2: you're playing 20 games a weekend, big on a Sunday. That's the Monday ruined already as well.
1: Well, the day, I, the the time I got Elite One, I had played 19 on Sunday. That was, the t- that was the day I got Elite 1.
2: You're not human, Joey. That's not. The it elite. was
1: so exhausting. Man, I can't believe we used to play
2: 40. You know, I thought that the other day as well. It's crazy how we fit that in. And especially the way I did them. Because I had this superstition that playing on a Friday would be detrimental for you. Because we didn't know how the matchmaking worked. And I thought it would be based off a of skill rating. And you get more skill rating for playing on a Friday. So I tried and avoid doing that to get easier matchups.
0: Still true, right? And Essentially, I'd, I'd, because yeah. of I mean, like if a pro, if a pro is starting on a Friday too, you're both just starting. It's so your uh, gap isn't like or your form. Friday, isn't much Friday
2: different. You, the matchmaking is just way more random. You could get super super lucky, super unlucky, because if everyone starts playing their games, so do the pros, and you could just match them yep, of yep. random.
1: Well, so that that's of, another topic. I, I used but to I used to the way people avoid one another is a problem too, in my opinion, that they have to solve. Hundred percent, because pros really never play against each other since they're all playing home. Mm-hmm.
2: You yeah, do we see a few on the Champions channel every every now and then, but the majority just avoid each other. And like, I'm part of that problem as well. I do it too because I refuse to put myself at a disadvantage if something like this is in the game. I don't like doing it. It's really stupid, to be fair. But as long as it's there, I'm gonna try and make the best of it.
0: No, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, we've we've kind of brought that up a few times. Just like as as much as you even don't like it, it's just no point not doing it. But um so, to start off, I, I'm not doing weekly, so that's why I didn't say anything. I, I, I actually thought I wasn't going to have time, and I had way more time this weekend than I thought. And by then, it was too late to requ- uh, redeem weekly access, which is still the dumbest thing in the world. Um, you can't redeem whenever you want, like, inside the week. Like, if, you, if I want to play 30 games on a Sunday and I'm like, I just have nothing to do, I should be able to redeem it that morning or Saturday night or something like that.
1: Oh, 100% agreed. I think, yeah, I think they so. may have – it's got to be something – that they can't do you know what i mean like it's it's got to be something that's not allowing them to make that change because it, it must if, be because i can things, redeem
0: it now yeah. but it's it says i'm redeeming it for next weekend when i go to redeem it right now if i have already redeemed it during this week we it says uh redeem for weekend league starting in six days yeah oh, f- so it's got to be now, whatever something
1: whatever that they can't code in or s- something that they haven't figured out it's got to be that because mm-hmm. by now with the amount of complaints that were in the beginning of the year Mm-hmm. um i feel like they would have already done that since people have forgot to enter even pros have forgot to... and for them they miss out on like 10 10 pro points or whatever it is if they if they don't hit uh elite one so i think if they were able to code that in they would have but
0: they yeah i mean like so. they added it to uh the companion app and all that stuff and I assume the web app as well, um, so that's always good. Like, give people another option. Like, if you do forget and like you're not near your Xbox or something like that, and you can go do it on your phone, which is always good. You can redeem on there now. So
2: yeah, I like that. As well. That's that it was at least a change. Though, that should have like been that. that
0: should have been a thing from the beginning. But at least they did go back and like fix it. Like when they probably yeah. just they probably just didn't think of it at first, and then got the complaints, and then finally went and did it. But um, to start out the podcast today, um, we something this is a chat. We have like a Discord chat between the three of us that we kind of just talk podcast ideas or just stuff that's come up in FIFA. And one topic conversation that this week was the uh, new Julian Brandt card, the player of the month for the Bundesliga. Um, I think at first glance, we kind of like, we're like, oh, it's like just, I think you think Julian Brandt and you're like, that's like a, almost like a Thiago or like a James Rodriguez. Like, I guess the same league and same team, but like that cam, that's not really like a cam. He's like a center mid, but doesn't have all around stats. So we, I, I didn't think much of it when I first saw it. And then going back, looking at the actual in games, he's got really decent stats. So I think that's what we kind of started talking about. Was that his stats are way higher than we thought? And I think Joey, you said you were interested in him because of you. Just like you were really interested in the Bundesliga because of that try. I think you were gonna try out, right?
1: Well, yeah. I want, what I wanted to do this weekend is try out just more of the technical players on my team in a four-three-three, just to see how they would play out. Because all my players at one point or another had some type of physical attribute, like they had something that were where they were either tall or you know had strength. All that stuff so what i wanted to do is bring in someone like a tiago or a james rodriguez something like that and see how they would perform on the team and then um i looked at the bundesliga and they've got a bunch of those you know player of the month cards and i mean i can't get those obviously because i never did them but they've got you know headliner royce things like that that i wanted to try out but i never got around to it i did bring in team of the year modric but it's beyond the point since he's got all the physical attributes
0: yeah, I, so yeah, I was looking back, like, and then this uh, comment Felix, you had said that I'm just going to call you all for because I'm going to make a point that Lou is good. Uh, you said like the Bundesliga is like that, that league where it's like, you have Neuer, Havertz, Royce, um, and then Goretzka, Brandt, this new Brandt, and then the player of the month, or not player of the month, but the future star Sancho and, Vit, and the new Witzel, or the highest rated Witzel are decent. And you said the rest are just like way behind First off, Lua is decent. I will fight that. But no, I no. I think it's kind of a thing though. It the way the Bundesliga has worked this year, because like obviously I have the Bundesliga team. If you didn't do the SBCs when they came out, you don't have a, There's no chance to have like a really like an all eleven Bundesliga team, because like I have player of the month Goretzka, FUT-mas, uh Boateng, who's a really good card. That FUT swap, Danny Dacosta, who's really like when people like put right backs on Twitter everyone's like, if you will read the comments, because I never put the DaCosta, is everyone's like, well, why not DaCosta, because he's up there, because, like, if you just look at his stats, like, physical and, like, pace and all that stuff, he's got everything you need for a right back, and then I have the um, Fut Future Stars Alphonso Davies, which is an SBC as well, so, like, there's just, like, a ton of those SBCs that are, like, usable cards for the Bundesliga, not to pro level, but you know what I mean, and then um, it's just, like, was talking about the Brandt card, and one thing that came up with the Brandt card, we started, like, saying, like, oh, wow, he's actually a decent card. Let's look at his in games, and um, it came to the attention that the the dribbling stat. You, all of a sudden, I think either Joey or Felix. You guys both said at the same time, but you're like, "Oh my god, composure!" So like yeah. we started. We, so we started talking about like how the card looks amazing, all around good stats. Like even up to the point where he's got eighty seven agility and eighty three balance for like a center mid slash cam card. That with with decent pace because of how many upgrades he has, how many special cards this year he has. He's gotten a good boost in pace, so he's a good dribbler of the ball. But then the composure stat, so the discussion really is the composure stat, what does it mean, how does it matter? And they've come up with something in the past, Felix, you you want to explain that because you were more in tune with that. It was either a pitch note or something that they came up with on how um, composure affects dribbling, at least.
2: I, I, I don't think it was a pitch note, I don't remember where I heard or read it. But I'm pretty sure one of the, it might just be a, a streamer or something talking to, to one of the devs. And they said, what composure essentially is it? is um it determines at what distance to your opponent his pressure starts affecting you and detrimenting your stats essentially so if your composure is higher then your opponent has to come way closer to you for it to actually affect your player and you know make him essentially panic and misplace passes screw up his shots and take bad touches and all that and when the composure is bad that starts affecting the player in possession even when the defender is still a bit away, so that that's what they said. But they they also said it it affects essentially all the stats, the the technical stats like finishing and um, the the crossing, the short passing, the the dribbling as well. What we don't know though is how much does it affect them. Is there a difference in? I think there is, but I'm I'm not entirely sure on this. Is there a difference between? how heavily it affects different stats. Like I think shooting, for example, gets um, more of a detriment than, than uh, dribbling, for example. So that is, that is what one of the devs said at least about the, the pressure of the opponents and what it does. Because before that, we literally had no idea what composure is. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember in FIFA 17, I think it was introduced. Um, was, it, was it a hidden stat? It wasn't even a footprint for FIFA 17, no, I, I think... believe, but it
1: was in the in-games. It wasn't in, in, yes, it was. And, and the reason why is because people got sick of the Ibarbos and all those players just being completely dominant. So they added a composer stat so that you wouldn't be able to just get away with pace and shooting. You really think so? Yeah, well, I mean, that was one of the biggest. Is people got sick of... Yeah, but are you sure that's, that's how and why they implemented it? It must have I mean, it must have been, or else how else are you going to determine the difference between someone with ninety pace and, you know, eighty shooting with let's say if they didn't have composure to someone with, you know, all around stats, ninety pace, ninety shooting, but can't can't dribble or something. You know what I mean? Like like point. the Barbo back in FIFA 14 and 15, it was the go-to card for everyone. I mean, if you were a pro, you were probably using a Barbo over someone like, I don't know, like Higuaín for example. And, and if choice. you if you compare the two, you know, Higuaín would be a much better striker, but doesn't reflect that in the game because he didn't have the pace compared to what a Barbo did. But just because a Barbo had 90 pace, he was the better striker on your team, so what they did is they added another stat so that just because he had ninety pace, it it would mean nothing because if you were around him, he wouldn't be able to dribble, he wouldn't be able to shoot. Do you think that's that? That's why I think they added it. in. Basically, my thoughts.
0: Um, do you think that's why, like, some of the pacey players? I'm getting echoed. Just so you, yeah. um, well, some of the pacey players aren't. Or like it's easy when you like say like you're playing you you break out from player you get caught up by a slower player, um obviously there's like probably like a hundred different dribbling stats that go into that like that catch up, but do you think that's like part of what composure is doing like, say like you like we'll use a barbo again because he's probably I don't know what his composure is and is even in this FIFA like I don't know what his composure is, but he's got pace he's fast whatever or doomby or even something like that but like. In old FIFAs, if you had, like, FIFA, even back to FIFA 13, my favorite card was Alexander S. Vine's gold card. He had, like, 90-something sp- speed, and he just broke away from players nonstop. But do you think, like, using him in this FIFA with a low composure status, that's, like, one of the reasons why you get caught up so easily? Where some players feel faster than others. I know this, that, that's kind of a loaded question because we know agility, balance, ball control. Like, all of that kind of goes into that, but, like, could composure also s- slow a player down? Like, slow a player down theoretically?
2: Well, I think it, it could. I've not done testing on this or, or seen testing done on, on this question. I, I personally don't believe composure, composure affects the pace. But you could easily test that if you go into... Well, you could test it... No, that's not... That's a bit stupid. I thought you could test it offline in like the, the, the skill games or something. Just create players with identical stats, identical body frames and just alter their composure. Mm-hmm. And then like have them race. There is no, no opponent pressure on them. Yeah. So, hmm. That
0: would Especially be good. That would be good to like test like different sizes. Like if you created like a Ronaldo and Messi, but both with like 99 pace, which one runs fast? Like which one dribbles yeah. faster? Which one runs faster. That'd be a good test. But like yeah, there's, it's hard to simulate that opponent pressure. You'd have to try to do it like on, like not on line singles, but like a friendly with like a friend. But it, even then, like you get the outside pressure from sub because like you can't control all 11 players at the same time. You need to do like a I pro think- like a pro club's friendly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not even that. I think if you just use, uh, let's say, I mean, I Felix, like you got team of the year Mbappe, right? Yes. So you have him on one side. If you use someone with, I don't know, maybe like a Cuadrado. I don't know what his composer is. you are going to check. But or, or no, he's he's also a right wing. You'd have to use someone like Douglas Costa or something, and see the difference between the two. Uh, While you give them a through ball and see if one gets caught up and or if one doesn't then you can maybe say that compose I I still don't think it has anything to do with pace. Mm -hmm. I think they put it in mainly for dribbling shooting and passing and just to Maybe even defending to be honest with you. I don't know. I it, it must affect everything and as we were talking before the pot even started I think what they need to do is have a separate composure stat for every single one of them. So they should have a composure for shooting, composure for dribbling. Because essentially, that branded card, the composure being at 73, we don't know how much it affects dribbling or shooting. Does it affect both the same? So if his composure is 73, is it going to affect also that drastic of a difference for shooting and dribbling? Or is it different between the two? Like how much does it weigh in if you're a 73 composer for dribbling and how much does it weigh in for shooting that's why i think they just have to have two separate ones so they should have composure for shooting they have composure for dribbling and composure for passing three actually three separate ones i would i would love to see mm-hmm. oh, should, i because you can good. essentially go...
2: how it works to be honest what's that they should probably just explain how it works and what it does because we have no exact well, I, I idea guess once they did again in fifa
1: 17 that's when they they intro- or is it fifa 18 when did they introduce composure was it last year or fifa 17
2: it was fifa 17 100 well it it has to have been in the game before because i remember even in as far back as fifa 05 when you could just play career mode when when you created a player they had a composure stat that you could yes. edit yeah. it hasn't been in the game in the meantime at least not visibly but maybe it has been a thing in the background and you just couldn't see the stat, which I think would be stupid. I don't see why that would be a thing. But, I mean, people theorize about this, that it's been a thing for years and it's just been hidden. Ah, well, oh, there, there was another thing where they where they talk about hidden stats and something that we've not seen. But I, I believe Composure was the main one. And in, in FIFA 17, it, it wouldn't even show up on, on footbin and foothead and stuff. And you had to have a look in the in-games, I believe. So literally, you had to back then. Remember, you had to pause it in the game, yes, and go to the go to the actual player and check his in games because you couldn't see the in games in the normal menu screen.
0: Yep, that's where like mm. the whole reaction thing with goalie happened this year, but that turned out to be like a kind of a false idea.
1: To add into that, I have a feeling that it wasn't as drastic of an it didn't affect them as drastically as it did in FIFA eighteen and FIFA nineteen because. If you remember, FIFA 17, you were able to get away with using a lower tier squad and still be very competitive. You guys remember Smalling was one of the best defenders yeah. in the game. People were <laughs> using them, right? So up until FIFA 18, where it started, they started adding composure like Footbin and Foothead, all of them had them in the actual stats. That's when you started to see that, okay, the Ronaldo's are the Ronaldo's. The Khaled's are the Khaled's. Hull- you know what I'm saying? Like that, That's when you started to see where you needed those players on your team if you mm-hmm. wanted to compete at the highest level. And FIFA 19 just even enhanced that even more. So now the best players are really the best players on the game, which is the way it's supposed to be. But I think they may have fine tuned composure too much to the point where you might kill a card just because they've got low composure. So an 88 rated card with low composure, is it really 88 rated? Like, is he really going to perform? Is his dribbling really going to be 90 dribbling? if he has 73 composer, you know what I mean? Like, what's the point of having 90 dribbling if your composer is so low and you can't really... Because the argument I made is, when are you really dribbling without a defender next to you? Yeah, if you only have through balls, really. Like, me. through balls to your wingers
0: or something like that. Like, that's really the only time right. you ever have no one really chasing yeah, it, like yeah, after so. you.
1: The majority of the time, with the way people play, especially now, drop back, you're always going to have a defender probably in front of you. So... If I can't really use his 90 dribbling because it's going to get affected by his low composure, what's the point? What's the point of having 90 dribbling if you can't even use it?
2: Well, that's the, the point I brought up.
0: So I—that's like the—I'm the, just looking at the picture that I put in Discord this week with. Uh, so I compared Lua's 92 card because I still want to have. I, so I just need the stats more, and I compared that with. Brandt, like, And I said, which one do you think is the better dribbler? Just, I didn't tell you guys who it was. We obviously, you knew Brandt was one of them because of the composure and all that stuff we talked about. But I said, which one do you think better? Brant's got better agility, balance, and dribbling. Lua's got better reactions and ball control, but Lua's got 17 more composure, 90 versus 73. Um, so that huge composure difference. And I think Joe even said, you said, to me, the right should be the better dribbler, but I bet you the left is. Which the left was Lua and the right was Brant. So, like, based on, like, looking at... Because, like, dribbling, you'd think, would be the dribbling stat should matter a lot. Agility and balance, and we know that based on just, like, what we've seen in the past. Um, But you even said, like, I bet you, like, the 90 composure would balance that out. So, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, like... uh, It's hard without, like, with the stream and, like, listening to it, if you guys are still on iTunes. uh, It's hard to see it. But if you were to go on FUTBEN and do the compare, look at 92 Lua versus the new... Player of the Month, Brand, kind of look at your stat, the stats yourself, um, and see like they are cl- they're close, obviously, because they're not like insanely different cards. Like lua has got good dribbling, so they're not. It's not like brant has got like a thousand better dribbling stats, but then Composure's different. It's they are close, but um, it's hard to say like does that ninety composure versus seventy three composure really balance it out and make Lua the actual better dribbler, which would be dumb. Like then I know that like just knowing the two players.
2: Once again, it just goes back to. Not enough information from eA 's part because we have no idea what the stats actually do and how they affect each other we we don't just need like written explanation in terms of acceleration is um, determines how fast the player can get to his end speed. We know that I want visual representation of what the difference is going to be like and Between how the 90 the stats and a 70 or 90 and eighty yeah i just want to i just want to have exact information to be honest i want to know what what the difference between 80 and 90 is like you said but i also want to know in which scenarios it matters and how how different in-game scenarios could affect how your player performs with with certain stats so they like you know in the pitch notes where they they do the the shooting nerfs and buffs and they show you the the graphs of them taking 100 shots in the same scenario and then they show you the curves where the ball is flying I want something along those lines for every single stat so we can we can make a better judgment of what we want out of a player and what stats are actually important. Because, you know, lots of people focus on, on composure or just pace and, and shooting stats and something when they might actually be more or less irrelevant in comparison to what we make of them. Not saying that any stat is irrelevant, really, but surely some of them are more important than others. Yep. That's for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I think... Composer is probably very, very important. Um, I think, I mean, you probably do the same thing, Felix, but when I look at a card, Composer stamina is pretty big now. A lot of people look at stamina. It's got to have like 80 or, or more stamina. Uh, but even if you if you look at the chemistry styles, if you apply the chemistry styles, only Sniper and I believe Guardian improves Composer and only by 5. So it's the, it's, it's the only stat you can't really push with a chemistry style.
2: Can so it's got to be one of the
1: most important stats because otherwise you're going to fall back into what I was discussing earlier. You're going to get a really, really cheap card, put a chemistry style on it, uh, and you would be able to improve the composure by, let's say, 10 or 15. And then there you go. You're back to having those low-rated cards being some of the best in the game. So it's got to be one of the most important stats, or else they would have had a chemistry style there to improve it. And if you see it's only Sniper and Guardian, and it only improves it by five.
2: Yeah, I I would subscribe to that theory that you could more or less determine the importance of stats by the way chem styles affect them because you, you literally cannot boost stamina with chem styles. It's impossible. And I, I just checked on footbin as well, uh, after you said it is true. It's just Guardian and, and sniper that affect um the composure. There is a few more that um affect reactions, which is an overlooked stat as well, that, that I try to try to focus on when I when I pick a player. I I, I like high reactions on players. Sniper affects it by five. I'm, I'm just going through it. Marksman plus five. It, it's just plus fives all round if you, if you have a look. You can't boost it by more than, than five. Yeah. You, know, and I think... stats you can boost by even 15, like finishing.
1: Yep. And I, that's why I think that those ones that you can only improve by plus five are probably some of the more important ones to make sure the cards that are lower rated don't become overpowered. But I think... Yeah, that makes sense. They have to make some tweaks for FIFA 20 where it's not as drastic of a problem. Yeah, but I, think, again, I think the you difference might... is just too big. Yeah, I think the difference between someone with, let's say, 70 Composer and 80 Composer maybe too much. I'm not sure. Like I said, at the same time, I don't want to see an 84-rated Ibarbo being just as good as a Ronaldo. You know what I mean? So I, I get why they've done it. I just don't know how drastic of a difference it should make just because... I don't know, man. I, I just I just I just can't see it being toned down because I know people are gonna complain that they want when they have Ronaldo, they wanna have him feel like he's the best player in the game. And it does make sense. It does make sense that the best players in the world should feel like the best players in the world in the game. The only thing I want for FIFA twenty is that passing to matter a little bit more, and that's why I wanted to use technical players this weekend league, just to see if it would make a difference. But the problem is at this stage of FIFA Even all of those technical players have special cards like the future FUT Stars Arthur for Barcelona. I mean, he's got great passing and also great physicality. So, like, all of the the players that you would normally, they wouldn't have the physicality attributes now do because of the special cards. So bringing in somebody that just is a purely a playmaker just doesn't make sense at this stage of FIFA. So Mm -hmm. I don't know how they can combat that for future you know, future releases, but that's what I want to see.
0: And I think, I think we, I agree that based on our conversation um, last week with the, those kind of technical players um, coming into FIFA, like being able to be, it was like, I mean, we obviously all agree that like it's better now probably than even, even FIFA 17 where Jack Button was the best goalie in the game. Um, it's always. I think it's better that we have like the the top like a Ronaldo be Ronaldo and be the best player. You want to go get that hole it for a reason. Like he's the best. Like Absolutely, one of the best yeah. midfielders or the best midfielder, whatever. Um, so I think that's good because if they're gonna make it, so it's like hard to get players, expensive to get players, or time wise it's hard to get players. Um, then obviously it should be worth it. Like the prime icon moment should be worth spending all the co- all your coins or all your time grinding to get them. So that's at least an upgrade. But yeah, we do need to know what stats. Um, improve what? So, um, and I and it's hard because we that this discussion could go, be the entire podcast and we still wouldn't come to a right answer because and at the end of the day it's they know it and we don't and they haven't released the information to us yet. So, I think with that, um, another big thing that came with this week, I believe it was sometime it was probably like Sunday night, even Monday. It was early in the week, from what I remember. Um, all the pros, actually no, it was during the week, but I think it was Monday or Tuesday. The, the pros got the email saying um, they were adding restrictions two qualifiers and then also the qualifiers are going to be played on dedicated servers p2p right or like it wasn't going to it wasn't going to be p2p online friendly so was going to be called this like online competition or something like the friendly competition and it was going to be like a dedicated server for them so um i think joe you know about it more uh so you want to explain either the either both or just one of the other topics uh for the pros
1: So the squad restrictions what they went ahead and did is they made it so that you could only I think you had to pick from one of three options either You could only have like two icons and one team of the year player or I don't know the exact restrictions I'd have to look them up, but I know it was so that they could balance it out where you you can't have multiple uh, You can't have multiple icons and multiple team of the year players so essentially pro players would have a maximum of two icons 195 rated plus nine icon and 290 to 94, and everyone else had to be 89 or lower. So they wanted to make it so that pay-to-win wasn't as big of a factor when you were trying to qualify for events, which makes sense. A lot of the pros, though, came out and said that they weren't happy with it because of how long it took them to implement that change. Even though it was a needed change, they weren't happy that it's now almost towards the end of the competitions of people playing for money that now you've decided to implement it rather than implementing it, you know, back in December. Mm-hmm. So you've got all these pros who have now paid all of this money to get the best players in the game, have essentially wasted... I mean, if you really come to think about it, they've really wasted money at this point, because if they can't use those players, what's the point of dumping the thousands of dollars they did? Now, I would, I st- I would make the counter-argument that last year, people
2: spent loads of money on the game as well, and they didn't have to play this qualifier format they used to just play weekend league,
1: league so they, think... they
2: probably still have spent the money well maybe not as much that's fair to say probably not as much as, as some did yeah but I'm, you've the case had... the start, but...
1: yeah i agree with you and i understand what you're saying i think weekend if weekend league was still important and people are spending money to have the best teams but at the same time i don't think it was every single pro like we mentioned as well uh f2 techs he had one of the worst teams when he qualified. So a lot of the players didn't spend as much of the money as they did this year because of how big pay to win was. Now, I well, still think I think it's that in the qualifiers
0: right. you're playing against other pros where we could you can dodge like we've talked you could dodge pros. So you can yes. go you can go 30 and or 30, 40 and 40 0 or 30, now this year thirty and zero with a with a worse team than you can like you're not gonna break you can go like the team that like Tex could probably go thirty and zero with he probably actually lose in the qualifiers now because like the qualifiers are pros against pros and I think that's a that was a good background point that we should make just um, if people don't know the qualifiers are they're they're online like they're but you're at home you don't go to like an event to do the qualifiers. You're at home, and yes. it's, you you like go to like an online friendly against who you're qualifying with. Almost like if you guys have ever played like a Gfinity tournament, I assume it works like that, where they tell you who you're playing, you add them as a friend, and you you invite them and all that stuff. Um, so you are using your own. I think it's important to say like you're using your own team. So like these restrictions are huge because you're not using like a EA unlocked account. You're using your own team. So um, I think this all goes back to when they added price ranges into FIFA. Um, FIFA has a really good thing that they do. They like to make these drastic changes at the end of the year, which makes no sense. Um, so you 15 price ranges came out and everyone went extinct. All the Every good player just went extinct because they didn't know what to do. They had no clue what the price ranges should be.
1: Yeah, and by then, coin buying thing. was still a thing. Exactly. So they wanted to really stop coin selling, coin buying, so they came out with a change. And here, they wanted to make it a more even playing field for all the pros, so they came out with a change. And it is a good change. It's just the problem is they implemented it, way too late into the cycle so it, it, the problem is that they're not listening it, it's they're listening to the feedback they're just not implementing that feedback in like a smart way they're yeah. doing it just to do it and say okay we, we address the situation where you could have done this back in december why are you waiting until march the end of march almost to, to release yeah. something like that to even- and- I, I don't understand the logic there you've had months and months of people saying that the pay-to-win advantage is far too big right now. And you had all these pros who literally have full team of the year and full icon teams. I mean, I don't know. I've played a lot of pros during the weekend league, all of them. I've played the, the one from LA Galaxy, not not Guastella, another one. But he also, yes, know, full know, team yeah. of the year, full icon. I mean, they all, they all have it. And to wait until now to release that is... It's still good. Don't get me wrong. I still think it's a step in the right oh, direction. Oh yeah, of course like, room. but yeah.
0: it's just yeah, like it's more of a win, not or more of a when not like what it what it's when they do it. With the price ranges, it's okay cuz I think the price ranges, the whole point was to wait till the end of the year and implement it just to show people what it was going to be and then they were going to perfect it for the new year coming out. Obviously I think they butchered it a little bit cuz like everyone went extinct back then if you played if you you would know like if you if you listen to this you played FIFA 15 you know like it was it was me- it was hard to buy players in FIFA 15 the end of the year but I think that was on purpose that was like almost like a, a test they wanted to test it before the new game came out they didn't want to just release price Rangers with FIFA 16 because then all hell could have broke loose but with this like you can't this this is messing with people's money, like real real life money price ranges is like your coin balance which is real life money but it's not too bad this is messing with like pros real life money. They spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get these mega teams because they were told like qualifiers, it's your own team. So it's whatever you could afford, you get. And we know, we all know, like, as we just said, the good players are good players this year, which is good. But it takes a lot of money to get there. And uh, I have the squad restrictions right here. They get two icons, um, 195 rated or higher non icon. Two ninety to ninety-four non-icons, and every other player has to be under ninety overall, which I think is a lot. It's really low because you think someone even, obviously my favorite Lua starts off his regular gold cards already above that ninety, and you're not going to use them at your ninety to ninety-four, so eighty-nine is a little bit low. But I can see kind of why they thought that, but that seems like pretty low to me at least. I don't know about you guys.
2: I think this is still just a bit in the testing phase. They want to dip their toes in the water to see if it's a, a valid option for next year. I think. Mm-hmm. I, th- I just think the timing is a bit bad Because like you said All, all the pros have dumped all this money into the game And fair enough they, they got their their results out of it Because the qualifiers have been Non-restricted Up until now I think it's just two qualifiers left mm-hmm. That have these squad restrictions now I, I don't like the timing To be honest I don't like the timing at all Either t- um, try it earlier At the start or something Or just don't do it at all what I really do like though is the the attempt of getting the qualifiers onto dedicated servers. That's great. That is great. I had the, the fortune to play on these servers as well. Um Tuds, um his game attack is I am Tuds. He's a regular top one hundred player on Xbox. Fantastic player as well. Um that I talked to sometimes and I asked him if he could give me some games because I wanted to practice and he said actually we could play on these servers, because once you're verified, you could just access them at any time and invite whoever you want to a friendly.
0: That's amazing, yeah, that's really
2: and good. I, I saw a lot of pros complain about the, the gameplay there being even more delayed and slower than if you play P2P. But You know, when I played, it was alright, to be fair. It wasn't, it wasn't spectacular or amazing, like how it is sometimes when you're playing Weekend League late at night, when literally everything is super fast and smooth. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. It was actually alright. It was was pleasant uh, to play in terms of the gameplay experience you got out of it. So I was surprised to see so many people complain and and cry out that is that is really bad. And obviously, then EA like half a day before the qualifier started, they just changed it back to the to the P2P games because there were so so many complaints, which is a bit bad because all the practice these people have put in on these servers is just in vain. For, mm-hmm. for those qualifiers then but i think it is the right decision because if so many players have problems with the gameplay there you, you can't force these these uh games on the servers if it clearly isn't working for everyone but going forwards i think that is a great change they just have to have to put a bit of work in and and sort out the issues that some people have been having
0: yeah and i think i think again that's another one of those situations where we say Maybe poor execution, but it's still a step in the right direction. I think I actually feel like you tweeted someone. You like one step forward, a mile back. But in in general, yeah. like it's still positive. Like obviously, it's that was kind of half joking, but like it, the idea is still like a good idea. With like, um, like moving to the dedicated servers, obviously like it, maybe the like execution failed, but um, the idea is there, and it shows that they are listening because you can't have. I get why they do the qualifiers online because that's I mean other games do that too. Um, Not every, like even Fortnite, not every tournament is hosted locally. There are tournaments that are hosted online. Um, So there's no logistic way to get rid of that. Like it'd be just too expensive to host every qualifier locally and and ship, like send every player there, put them in a hotel, all that stuff. So I do get why they do that. So they need the dedicated servers for those as well because um, in a game like that, I mean, with server connection being such an important thing in a game, can really make or break a game. Um, That is their step in the right direction, so.
2: I think it's it's just um the 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 problem with with a system they use for qualifying isn't essentially that they have pros play at home play online play on dedicated server so whatever that's not the problem the main problem i see with that is the amount of time it takes because these these people have to sit in their in their chairs on their desk they have to sit there all weekend long and wait for the next matchup and register on the on the website they use for the qualifying process register check in and and whatnot and just Play two games against someone who's obviously incredible at FIFA, otherwise they wouldn't be competing there. And Then you have to wait up to an hour or even longer for the next game. And what do you do in that time, you can't just walk away and, and and do something completely different because you want to keep your focus up. Yeah. You don't you don't want to drop in your focus, and you also have to be there to check in in time for the game because if you miss your time limit, you're you're disqualified. So I think. This is what I don't like about the system. I, I don't know if they, if they draw, the the games like the Champions League draw or something. Once um, one round is over, I think it would be a lot easier if they just, uh, well, actually no, that's stupid as well. If they did just a tree, a yep. tournament tree, and you like could like a bracket, yeah. determine your your possible opponents, but then not everybody plays at the same pace. Yeah, you'd big...
0: still fall behind a little bit, but it would, I guess I think it'd still be better because at least you know who you're playing next. It's not like a surprise, so you could message them say like, "Hey, my game's done." Um, when your game's done, we can play, or, and then like go through the and then go through the host say like, "Hey, we're both ready. Can we just play?" And then they go that, and then maybe at the end, that's how I think Fortnite's tournaments were working when they did it online. Was that when they did like I think it was you do the squad and whichever squad gets more kills. So like those games, because Fortnite obviously with the loading times in, in like a hundred players, like some some of the games are longer than others. Um. What it did was it early stages of the tournament were, would fly by because if you finished your game, you could just message the other team saying like, "Hey, let's go," like, um, and you get in that way. And then it did it did create build up towards the end, like the semifinals, finals of the tournament. Um, that's where the build up creates because then you have like so many different possibilities going on. But it really wasn't that bad. Like I think even the pro, like the pros for that said like, "Hey, it was at least better um, than what they what it could have been." So that might be something they look to do. Where you just like get those early stage uh, rounds done early and then towards the end, like when you're making it to like the semifinals, finals, that might be where you have to wait just for the other half of the tree to catch up to you.
2: I think part of the problem as well is uh, is that there is a very limited number of qualifying spots this year for the tournaments, because for, for a lot of tournaments, it's just 23, uh, 23, 32 people per console. Whereas in FIFA 18, it always used to be 64 per console. Mm-hmm. So, if it was more people, you wouldn't have to play out those qualifiers until the very late stages, you could just stop them way earlier and say, alright, you're in the top 32, top 64, whatever, now you could you could just stop mm-hmm. there and say, alright, I, I don't care, I don't even know if they get pro points for winning these qualifier tournaments, So if they play them out at all, I have no idea about that, if I'm being perfectly honest.
0: Yeah, I always see the t- whenever oh, I, I see the tweets be, on yeah. like whenever I see the tweets on the pros, it's always like, "Hey, I just qualified." I'm like, and, and it was like them in like the quarterfinals, like they're not even in the finals yeah. yet. So I don't know if they actually playing. You never see you never see someone say, "I just won the qualifier." You always say you always see people say, "I just qualified."
2: I think what what they should do is um just if if the tournaments are that way that they are played out till the end, just stop that. Just say, "All right, you're you're in the qualifying zone now. This is." Well, I guess maybe maybe for the first maybe they do it for seedings, but then again, is that really necessary? You could just stop the qualifying and when when people have done their their duty when they've qualified for the tournaments, you could just say, all right, the tournament's over for you there. That's good, and then award pro points for different for different stages. Like you get a certain number of pro points depending how well you do in the Swiss stage. Like if you go six and zero and go through to the next day. You get more points than someone who goes five and one obviously and then you you get a set amount of points if you just participate at all if you lose all your games it doesn't matter you still get points for taking part in that tournament and you get an extra amount for actually qualifying for the for the live event then and then that's that's that done because what it is right now is people could play. Go unbeaten in Swiss stage, then lose one game in the knockout. There is not even a loser's bracket, right? They, they're just knocked out of the tournament. They're not qualifying for the live event. And they get nothing for, for a compensation for the time that it's taken them to go through this process. They, they've spent all weekend trying to qualify for the event. They've got knocked out in the, in the last game that matters. And you get nothing for it. No pro points, obviously no money, nothing. And that, I think that's just super harsh i would like to see a a change in the system
1: there i think the whole the whole pro tournament scene for fifa needs so much reworking and they're just probably testing things for now because as it progresses they'll probably have a better system but there's so many things that disagree with what they do like i think the whole qualification system is is weird compared to other esports out there so hopefully with them getting feedback and implementing new things. Like I, I love the on or offline tournaments. I love those. I think the production has like we said before oh, yeah, love Yeah, they've gotten so much better. They're so more organized, so much more organized. But the qualification system is so poor that it needs some drastic changes for, yeah. for years to come. There's no way people are gonna be able just even mentally to to handle the amount of pressure and amount of time you have to play. Because not only are they playing qualifiers, right? they have to play weekend league every week just so that they can get their pro points as well. So yeah. the yeah, system's yeah. flawed, and I think they're improving as they get more feedback. And it's just going to get better, hopefully, as the years to come for those guys. But it, it's such an early, young esport that there's a lot of people who are just toxic and start, like, complaining. Oh, why are they doing this? I think it's just it's new to them. And over time, they're going to make improvements, and people just have to be patient. Like, it's not... It's not a matured eSport just yet, and we're going to need a few years before it really gets to where it should be. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's always the case, too. It's like, like we said, I think we said this last week, it's Fortnite is a good exception, not the rule. Um, it's It came out with like an eSport pretty quickly, and it's been a very successful eSport. I don't think that's really the That's not how it usually goes. It's usually like a Counter-Strike or League of Legends, which has been around for years, and they've now perfected their eSport. COD is really like I remember COD, like COD's been out since like we were kids like, and that's been an eSport since like, we were kids and, um, even they are still were getting bad feedback up until like the past two years I think even I think people like it now but I think they were even struggling with like what how to do their qualifiers and how to do their actually tournaments but I think th- I think they fixed it now but it, even that like COD's been an eSport way longer than FIFA has so I think like I said Fortnite is kind of the exception in. Battle Royale is like there's because Battle Royale maybe is so specific there really isn't a way to screw up it the pro scene so I think they've just done a good job there but that's like the rule not the exception or uh, they're the exception not the rule whatever and you don't shouldn't expect every new esport to be that well um, rehearsed ahead of time um, and with that so last topic of the day we don't know exactly what it's coming out because it's again EA so we don't get a ton of information ahead of time um, they do that on purpose. They try to, like, leave us to the last minute. We'll get a loading screen eventually. We'll probably get a loading screen first before any tweets come out. Um, it'll just pop up on FIFA when you go in to- eventually. Um, it was rumored that it was Friday, um, and then a few people that, like, one, of- a few of those accounts that can get into the code um, said it wasn't in the code, so they didn't expect it to come out. Um, still haven't heard much about it in the code. Doubt that they re- I think it could come out – it could come out Monday, but I doubt it. They usually don't release, like, a promo like this on a Monday. Um, but it's fu- birthday. Um, it, this is around the time. EA is the only company in the world that changes their birthday every year. Um, but they, it's, a, it's, it's roughly the same time period. It's, it's middle middle to end of March every year, but it's not the same day. Um, and it's to celebrate when they added FIFA to, was it FIFA uh, 09?
2: When they added Ultimate Team Ultimate to FIFA 09, yeah. Think yeah. It, I think it was 09, yes. It was March 2009, because this year marks 10 years so it has to be fifa 09
0: yep so last year i actually have the picture up of the squad uh they were the, the players were available from march 16th to the 25th so we right now it's the 20 it's the 17th as we're recording sunday so monday tomorrow is the 18th um so 16th to the 25th last year so if they wait till friday what is friday next friday is the um 22nd so if they did it next friday it'd be the 22nd through the 29th so uh, that's why I said it could be a Monday. Like I, I, I agree. Uh, I think Joey, you said it, you're thinking Friday, but I agree because that's how they do promos. But also that puts them almost like five days behind of where they were last year, which is okay, you know, but it's a little weird.
1: Same time they've had so many promos this year, it's nice to get a little bit of a break and let the market settle a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it. It was nice that it kind of crashed the market almost this past promo, the Carnival promo kind of brought all of the prices down, which is good, and, and it's recovering by a little bit. So it's it's nice to get a little break. If they don't do it on Monday, I'm not going to be upset. I know a lot of people will yeah. like, oh, no content. but
2: I'm not going to be upset, but you know, I'm, I'm all for surprise birthday parties, so why not start it Monday? The, the earlier it comes, the better for me, because I'm really, really, really having to put together all my self restraint not to just go out and buy Prime Root Hullet right now, because I really want him. I can afford him. I think he's going to He's gonna drop quite a bit in price, comfort birthday, because that's when I hope and I expect, I fully expect it as well, some really, really strong prime icon SPCs, Optimus Prime icon SPCs, rather to drop.
1: I'm mm-hmm. expecting that too, but yeah. I, other I'm, than I'm that, so are you guys? Though, to be honest. Yeah, so. other than that, are you guys really, like, hyped up for any promo that's coming out at all? I mean, TOTS, I'm but all, that's not I'm really a promo, a promo right? The season, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Birthday it really depends what they're doing. I'm I'm trying to not get my hopes up too high and, and set myself up for disappointment, but it's their tenth birthday for Ultimate Team. That it should be a banging promo. Like give us all the things, give us a fantastic team in, in packs with different range of players, some top tier, some lower tier. Doesn't even have to be just twenty three players, right? could go up to to thirty or something. I don't know, just Give us great boosts. Give us position changes, Give us all the flashback cards. Like that would be the perfect time for a flashback Ibarbo, just because it was stupidly OP, as we discussed earlier. That'd be fun. Give us all the icons. Give us objectives to play for. Even like change. It's your birthday, EA. When when I've got when, I, when it's my birthday, what I'm doing is I go out to the bar with my friends and drinks are on me. Just be nice, EA man. Give us good things. Change what? the weekend league rewards uh, so and sick. include the good birthday team or something. That would be so sick if they if they just did a, a few things for the community without always thinking about money exclusively, that would be fantastic.
0: Um, yeah, so actually, I pulled up the team from last year, so this is what I want to say. Like, what do you guys think we're getting? So, last year, so prior, if we go way back, we've seen for FUP Birthday old cards that used to be OP, like an Obarbo, like a Jervinho, like um, what's his name? The whatever, all the Pacey players essentially. The uh, S Fine's gotten one, they so prior years they've done. Um, old players that were OP at one point in time got these a decent upgrade, not really a great upgrade, but a decent upgrade to make them usable in this current FIFA. As long as you weren't like a pro player. But last year, what they did was they just took random. Well, I I say random, they might have had a reason, but they basically just did position. All last year was was just straight position changes. Like Ronaldo, who had already a bunch of cards, got a right wing card instead of a left wing or a striker, because yeah. he always I'm, either left wing striker. Wrong. Um, what was that?
2: Minor upgrades they got as well. On yeah, game. yeah, it was,
0: it was like an inform upgrade essentially. Bale went yeah. from uh, got a left back, but as a ninety. Javi Martinez, because he was a center back last year, um, got a CDM uh, eighty-eight overall card. Hazard always obviously always left wing got a right wing stuff like that. Sissoko moved from I think he was a right mid to a center mid, which is probably where he should be anyways. Kuyate um, a CDM got a center back card stuff like that. So like it was all position it was straight position changes with like a small upgrade. So I was wondering for you guys, like, what would you want to see? Like, Obviously, I feel like you've kind of alluded to what, you just want to see huge upgrades and position change at the same time. Um, but yeah, like, what would you want to see? Like, what do you like better, the position change idea or the upgrading old players because it's their birthday, so celebrating some of the older FIFAs?
2: I'm more for the, the bigger upgrades, to be honest. It doesn't necessarily have to be a position change. That would be fun as well, but it doesn't have to be. It's, it's more about making more cards an actual option for your team. Yeah, on a, on a higher say, level as well. The, yeah. Why I'd not make the them same. all ninety plus rated? What's
1: like? Why not? That'd be fantastic. That's that's exactly what I was gonna allude to. Like, if we're so close to Team of the Season that I don't think I would be hyped up unless there were Team of the Season caliber rated players in there. I mean, Team of the Season is Team of the Season for a reason, but we're a month away from that and i can't see myself buying a player from a promo with only 4 weeks to go that I'll most likely replace in a few weeks because he's going to get a higher rated card. For example, if they come out with a Hazard, even if it's a right wing, I'm not going to get the 90 I'm not going to get a 92 Hazard just because he's a right wing. I'm just going to wait for his team of the season card. Yep. So that's that's me, but i know a lot of people will feel feel Different and they're gonna like and get hyped over the position changes. Those are always cool. No, I mean, yeah, like I said, don't get me wrong. Those are cool that they have those position changes. It's just, it's not for me personally. Well, for me, you I think it, run, I think it can be a mix.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was a good rhyme. Uh, I think it can be a mix, almost like Felix said. I think we should. I think because it's their tenth. They should kind of, like, a tenth is, like, a tenth anniversary of anything is kind of, like, a big, like, the first real big one. Maybe five is, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, tenth, tenth anniversary of, like, a wedding, a dating, anything, like, a video game. A tenth anniversary is kind of, like, the, the first real big, big um, one for some reason. So I think this is where they go all out. They should have, like, mostly it's going to be old old cards from even all the way back from 09 if they're still in the game. Like, obviously it's kind of hard now if they're not in the game. You can't just put new cards into the game that don't exist. I, I, I understand the whole restriction, and that's how marketing works and all that stuff, but um, they should give huge upgrades to cards that are still in the game, like in a Barbo, um, and l- like those kind of cards that have not, not great because they have getting older and stuff like that. Give those cards. But there are position changes probably that they could do. I can't think of a player off the top of my head,
2: but where... I love some me- the meme cards as well. Give us like massively boosted... Like a, a Totsville
0: Jones... Stuff.
2: Yeah, give us, exactly. That would be yeah, so fun. And that would be pretty funny, yeah. His weird face has a dynamic image as well. Would, just do something fun,
1: something different.
0: Um, But yeah, I'm trying to think of like a position to teach card that's like already a good card, just in the wrong position. I can't really think of one off the top of my head, but there are some that are like you that. Could,
1: you could take the example just from last year. Uh, Florenzi was one of the most sought after because there he became go. an 86 center mid. And he oh, was, yeah. He probably. had all 80s. Everyone wanted him. He became extinct for a while as well until... They change his price range, I believe. But um, here we go. A headliner,
0: uh, not headliner, but uh, inform Lala CDM or something like that. Like a player like that. Like it's basically yeah, any wingback that turn, basically turn any wing back into a CDM and Walnut. would be
2: great. <laughs> Exactly,
0: like any CDM that has a, a couple special cards already, make them a CDM. Like uh, even like an Alexandro um, would be nice, like a center mid or something like that. Like I, I, I basically just give us any wingback card and make it a CDM. That's already a good card. And that's like a cool position change card they could do, um, while also having like the big upgrades elsewhere. Like you don't have to have that card a huge upgrade. Like you don't have to give me like ninety five Alexandro as CM. That would be kind of that would be a little silly.
1: Yeah, and I think I remember they came out with a Yaya Tori SBC as well. That was a nice one that they they brought in out of nowhere last year. Yep. So they they can probably do a few few nice things. it, it should be one of their better promos for the year in my opinion. Like you guys said, tenth. Anniversary of anything is usually one of the bigger ones, so they'll they'll probably do some nice things. In my opinion, they'll probably come out with nuts, some nice things, but we'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah, and like like Felix, I think I think what you said like this would be a perfect time for some good flashbacks. or Maybe Joe, you said it, but like they've already. I think like I think Bateson is in love with flashbacks. He has every single one, obviously, because it's his account, but it's Bateson. But uh, but he said like this is like one of the best editions, like um, of the year, which I kind of agree with. I didn't. I haven't really done a ton. I've done Ibra. I've done, like, one front, and maybe another one. But I really haven't done a ton. But it's not because I didn't like it. The idea is just because they didn't fit my team at the time. And i am not like, a ton of coins. So I think this is a good time to bring out even more flashbacks. Like, even if the person's not retiring. I like
1: I love flashbacks.
0: Like, even, 100%. like, I'm trying to think, like, so Boateng basically just get told to fuck off the German team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, now, give, <laughs> give him, like, a flashback from FIFA 30, like, whatever he was he was nuts one year. He had a team of season. Give him, like, a 90 overall Center back card. I, who cares if he's not retiring next year? You don't need to. Dude. You don't need to be retiring to get a flashback. But you're not as good as you once were, so that's how you get the flashback. I think that's what that'd be really nice, like uh, Give him a stuff like that.
1: Oh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> there's people who want flashback Robin. There's there's people who want flashback Liberty. I mean, there's so many oh, yeah. players they can do it with. They could there's they have so many options, and, and I'm guessing those are probably going to come. But I'm. I was hoping that they were going to release way more at a quicker rate. Like they've they've gone too slow with that flash because flashback is one of their best SBCs and ideas they've brought in, in my opinion. I, I think I think
0: that they're relying too heavily on players that are close to retiring. Like I said, and that's why they why we haven't gotten a ton. So they've tried. They already probably have, they probably have the list going into the year what who they want to bring out. Like I bet you Robin and Ribery were still on that list because they are not, they, they may not be retiring next year, but they're getting up there. I mean, like Bayern's already looking to replace them with everyone. So like players like that, like. Ebra, he's still in the MLS, but I mean, he's he's only has a few years left. Juanfran has been good, but they, Atlético, has already kind of replaced him a little bit. So, like, I get like the players they've selected on why they've selected him. but yeah, I think it should just be open to any card that's not as good as they once were.
2: Um, yeah, I agree there. And
0: that could be a flashback. Like, it doesn't have to be a card retiring, but that's and something they, they learned of, they this year.
2: They kind of did that a few times with Gutser, for example. He's not old. He's not close to retiring.
0: That's true. That's true. So they have they have tick, uh, tickled it, right? Is that teased it? Teased it. There's the words before, yeah. not tickle. I think tickle, but. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that. that <laughs> they, the goats have tickled my fancy. No. Uh, okay. So they've teased a few of those <laughs> cards. But it is, I get it. Every time it's like any promo that's in its first year of existence, I always kind of let off that year. Like, who cares? Like, anything's better than nothing. And and Like, for new promos, completely new promos. I'll never trash, like, a completely new promo um, as hard as I could, like, some of the other ones. Like, at this point, FutMiss gets trashed. Because it's, like, it's it's not that good. Like, the player selection wasn't that great. And it's kind of been the same thing over the past couple years. They've changed it a little bit, but... Um, it's still not a great promo. So, that one could get trash because it's been around for a while. But, like, uh, like, Flashback should get a little leniency from us this year. But next year, I think that they're going to do even more players. Like, have like they almost, they should just do Flashback Friday every single week. <laughs> How hard is that? Oh, like, yeah, like just, yeah, there's just not awesome. even, it doesn't have to be 52 <laughs> because at once Tots comes, no one cares. But
1: 40. 40? I would have loved, loved if they did a Flashback Friday almost every week or at least twice a month. That would have yep. been awesome. Because uh, they're the, some of the best cards that I've enjoyed even doing. I haven't done every single one, but I, I did Donnie Alves, who was actually on my team for one of the longest times. I was using him as my right back for almost a few months until I replaced him with Lala, mm-hmm. just because of his high-low. But they had so many opportunities to I love war. one front.
0: I still would love him if he fit in the team yeah. more. But I've gone kind of that Bundesliga route, and DeCosta's been amazing for me. Um, but, like, I, I feel bad not using one front. like, even, like, I didn't, I, obviously, I don't play as much games, but, and I only had them in the beginning of the year, I still have 184 games on them, and I love them, I never, I never felt disappointed with them, so, I don't know, there's stuff like that.
2: I forgot, like, I, I lost my train of thought. And then Ebra, it.
0: everyone loves Ebra, so.
2: Everyone loves and hates Ebra, because it's such true. a pain in the ass to play <laughs> against him, man.
0: Speaking of composure, he's got 99 composure as well. <laughs>
2: Maybe that's why he's so OP. Yeah.
0: Um, So yeah, there's a ton of cards like that. Um, Can we just get a flashback Schweinsteiger? Do we have one? No, we don't. Obviously not. I would have it.
2: Well, we've got the 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 Halloween card. Birthday birthday last last year.
0: That's true. Um, Yeah, and we have the Halloween card this year as well. So maybe we'll get a flashback next year. But uh, I was just looking through my team. I was basically he just popped up my team because I have his Halloween card on my bench, just for fun. Um, But yeah, so I think. As we talk about, more about Flashback than we did FUT Birthday, but that's kind of okay because the idea of FUT Birthday, Flashback kind of co- coincides with it. So I hope we get a few Flashbacks. And then I think next year, Flashback Friday would be a great addition. Even if, like I said, even if it's not exactly every week, but even every week up until, t- if they do it from week one till TOTS, that's only really 40 cards, right? Because it's 52 weeks in a year, but really TOTS to mm. the new FIFA is like 12, it's like two, three months. So that's about twelve weeks. So there's really only forty players, I mean I, th- I think that's not going to be struggled to struggle too much to find forty players that could really get a flashback card. Like I-, I can't think of forty right now off the top of my head, but I bet you if we sat down for like a week, yeah, if you if could you think of, a 40 of forty easily, forty. So um, that would be really awesome stuff to see for, uh, for FUT Birthday, and then also FUT Birthday just old cards, these BOP. Maybe not. Don't give us a ninety Jack Butland because I think people will throw a fit. <laughs> um, even though he's in the championship, so it'd be harder to link. But I think just. That might get a little uh, angry in the comments if you just give like OP is out. That'd save everything. That'd be pretty funny. But yeah, do you guys have anything else uh, topic-wise to go over this week? Or I think that might be it. Uh, I hope we get Fuck Birthday soon, but probably wait for Friday. Yeah,
2: well, I, th- I think people have the really, really high expectations into Fuck Birthday, so yeah, you have to be really careful and actually give us a uh, damn good promo so people don't get disappointed and get mad. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck an Birthday's one of those promos
0: I was just saying, like where flashbacks in its first year, Fuck Birthday has been a thing for a long time, so they yeah,
1: should have it. it they be, should it have it right by a, now. It would be a yeah, shame, it it shame can't if this is it just another. Pack for... Sorry, I spoke reflex. I
2: I I just said that it, it would be an absolute shame if this is just another attempt to sell as many packs as possible. So, I just hope it is a promo for everyone in the community with with things to play for as well, and not just for the. The spending part of the community.
0: Yeah, and I think they got carnival. Carnival. The people didn't like the player selection for the SBCs, but that's always going to be a hit or miss. Like, obviously, yeah. there's there are certain players like that are better than like are better SBC players than others. Like big upgrades to like bad players, like a Pulisic, or um. Obviously he's American, so a lot of people didn't like him. But that uh that French card looked good too. The one that we pronounced four times, four different ways last week. Um, that, that w- those are good ideas because like who cares? Like, you if you complain that a player is a bad SBC choice because they don't fit your team, that's just happenstance that it doesn't fit your team. If you complain like it's like the fifth up like, it's put, like if Podolski got one, like people would have been mad because Podolski has a couple different upgrade cards. Um, so that's that's a little different. So there are reasons to complain, but I think Carnival fit as a promo with the... I mean, I, I don't know you guys. I love doing the silver objective. As much as people hate silver, yeah, I love amazing. doing the objectives. I did Although with, like, I, three I got different really accounts. annoyed
2: at the, the way the community went about to be honest. That was yeah, but that's, idea.
0: again, like we said, the, that's a community thing. That was, if you want to listen to last week's podcast, there was Carnival and FIFA, so we did talk about the community a little bit there, so um, that's always going to be an issue, but I, I hope we see more objectives, I hope we see more SPCs, and I hope we see more packs because at the end they they do want to do packs, and there are if you give us good players and packs, at least they're on the market at some point. So they are still just beneficial a of, in a way. A Bit of everything. Yeah, a, bit of a, everything. a little bit of everything. There's, there's about the mixture. The, the perfect promo is SPCS packs and objectives. That's the big three of a perfect promo. So just give us all three of those, much, and then yeah. everyone's happy. Gameplay SPCS. Actually, to
1: chime in on Carnival, uh, I did see a tweet from Nepenthes saying that his videos about Carnival were some of the least viewed all year. Which is interesting because a lot of people say it was the best promo. But yet, I think it got the least hype. I think people were just upset about the SBC pricing in
2: general and the lack of icons again. Mm-hmm. is I think that is something that is getting increasingly annoying for, for most people. That we still haven't had big icons. But the main topic of concern for most people I think was actually the pricing of the, the Carnival SPCs. Because most of them were just too expensive. Compared to the cards we were getting in return, the rest mm-hmm. of the promo, I like. Man, the objectives were fantastic. And and, and, and from a an, uh, video standpoint, the with with as 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 well. objectives
0: isn't good videos. It's like, and Nepo's not gonna make a video on a, him playing with Silvers because that's not really an exciting video. But it's fun well, for, for, a, game play, game for, for a game. player. For a player, that's an exciting thing to do. For a content creator, like I'm not gonna, I don't know about you guys. I'm not gonna go watch someone just play Silvers. Like as like uh, maybe on Twitch because it's like that live thing. But I'm not gonna go watch like a YouTube a 20 minute YouTube review someone reviewing their Silver team. And how they did for them, like that'd be a little bit boring. So I can see why yeah, carnival's not good cool from a content for content creation.
2: It's cool for a rota glory style series, but if you just went out there with your main account or something and made videos on, it might struggle to be fair.
0: Yeah, but I think that's more of a Twitch thing than a YouTube thing. Like, uh, playing the games is kind of because you get to see what happens to the game. You can't you can't show ten different games in a YouTube video, like, and how how your team actually played us silvers. Because who really cares? I feel like, the silvers only usable that week, but. Uh, that is an interesting thing. Maybe we look more into that fact with Carnival and play engagement. I wonder if we can find some tweets on player engagement and uh, YouTube engagement during Carnival. Let's look at that for this current week, and maybe that's something we talk about next week, depending on whether or not FUT Birthday is in full swing or not. Um, so with that, I hope you guys did enjoy the podcast. We um, are almost on Spotify. We're still working on that, but we are on Google Play now, so if you have an Android, we I have no longer neglected you. Um, so it's on Google Play itunes and then podbean as well that's our hosting service so if you ever if you use podbean it's actually got a really good um music player on there really uh easy to use and nice looking um so just go there uh, links will be down in the description below or in the tweets as well um so thank you guys for listening thank you guys for chilling in the chat as well if you do watch live if you ever want to watch live you can ask questions and we will read them um and then if they make it the podcast you'll know because you'll be watching live as well so thank you again to joey and felix for another great podcast and hope to see you guys next week and we'll see what we That's talk about then yes, man. yeah no problem and we will see you next time
1: see ya